Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. And I'm proud to be an American. Great. Yeah, welcome to uh, our early recording because you got some stuff going on. It's the Fourth of July holiday week. I have a day. I have two days off. That's true. You do. I'm a fancy little boy. Yeah, I th- we're gonna spend two. We're gonna spend two days in a row together. And I'm sick of you already. I know. <laughs> Especially when I told you I'm bringing things over that blow up. <sighs> What's more American than drinking beer and exploding shit? I mean, just blowing you, shit up, baby. Annually, you bring over fireworks to my house on the Fourth of July and explode them. Mm-hmm. But I feel so bad because my well, this, is a, this is a tradition that somebody else started, and I felt the need to hold on to. That someone's dad started with expired fireworks from twenty years ago. You just felt the need to keep it going. Well, when the bottle rocket he brought shot into your neighbor's garage, I was like, "Well, can't top that, but we can certainly try and replicate it." I mean, my neighbors have been having a hell of a week because their whole basement flooded. And... Yeah, but these are the neighbors across the road that took the bottle rocket all okay, those years great. ago. Well, yeah, whatever. We're Continuing the tradition, I didn't ask for. Well, it wouldn't be a summer if we didn't burn a hole in your lawn, but I don't think it's possible <laughs> to burn a hole in your lawn right now. I, I just w- try to be an amenable host. I'm like, everyone, come on over. We're going to hang out, guys. Oh, let's ruin everyone else's time. Great. Me? Everyone loves it when I blow things up at the 4th of July party. Great. <laughs> the only person who doesn't like it is you. I'm sure my neighbors also don't appreciate it. I, I'm sure they go into this holiday with dread, like, oh, it's the time these fucking idiots are going to be there blowing was some- shit up. I will say this: they, uh, the people who name fireworks, they're clever, they're funny, they're weird. What did you the, get? I can't. I think I got one that's called All American. Uh, it has like, okay. an, or like, or is it like Freedom Eagle, maybe Screaming Eagle. F- Freedom Eagle. I don't. know. It, it had an Amer- It had a bald eagle on it. So I was like, "What's well, the Fourth of July?" Oh, uh, there was there was one. It was it's, it was called Neon Diablo. I almost got that, but it only shoots sparks. I don't want something that's gonna like go in the air and blow up. I think the other one I got Neon was Diablo, man. Uh, I can't remember the other one I got was, but it there's like five of them in the package. Great. Yep. It's like a Roman candle, but with extra <sighs> spice to it. There was one like smoke bomb. I think there there was one that was called Irish car bomb. I didn't want to get that one. Well, I can't wait till next week when uh, my neighbors bring legal action against me. So, <laughs> thanks. That'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Well, no, you have the freedom to launch. I got a safety pamphlet when I bought the fireworks too. Great. Uh, so it is a little bit a truncated week. Uh, you got some stuff going on later. Yeah. So here we are. But we got we got to talk Indiana Jones, baby. Damn right. That's so, the only reason that we're doing this on the. We usually we take this week off. No, but we, we only usually take off the end of the year. Oh, oh. This is the first time in all the years of the show that we're not doing a Captain America thing, though. But what's more American than Indiana Jones? Um, apparently anything else because no one showed up. Apple, uh, so, so apple pie. On. We got a uh, bald new, eagles. News of the week: sports reports, weird comics facts. We're gonna, or at least I'm gonna talk Star Trek because someone didn't know what day they came out on. I anyway, know. You know what? Uh, about that. My bad. Indiana Jones and your questions. Time codes down below. Jump around. We're gonna dive straight into the nudes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. I'm guessing. Because we were late on the show last week, and the writer's strike, and it's the 4th of July weekend, not a lot of news. Oh, we got some news, baby. Uh, we got some good news. How close are the Screen Actors Guild to going on strike now? Well, that has changed. I saw that they extended the contract. They pushed the date back, so originally it was going to end uh, on June 30th at midnight. They have pushed it back to July 12th. Uh, good for the SAG, which is what my balls did today when it was got humid out. Great. There Leaving that in. Just going to... There you go. Well, you have to live with that. You said I, that. You I do. S- you said that to thousands of people. That's a good point. Thousand. That boggles my mind. When we started this, like we had five people listening, and of the five people listening, it was you, me, your mom, and two randos. <laughs> Definitely not my dad. He hates the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love Doug. So, <laughs> speaking of SAG, <laughs> weird. Whatever. Now, now, how many how many people approximately listen to our show? Like fifteen thousand. Holy shit. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Last I checked, it was about 15. Does that make us officially influencers? Can I change my Twitter no, profile not, to influencer? We're n- no, definitely not. Oh. We need to crack like 20 to even start to get into the advertising game. Tell your friends, kids. Well, we're we're close. Yeah. We're, 
as close as we've ever been. We only need to increase our listenership by 33%. Great. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2 has officially wrapped. It, n- not dealing with the writer's strike problem, except they won't be able to do any reshoots if they need to. That's a good point. So if you gotta, you know, revise some of this stuff, maybe, you, you know, we'll see where it lands. Indiana Jones has been released. This is not our fun fact, but because it's a sad fact, it's opening weekend. It was like 50% of Crystal Skull in 2008. I have thoughts. I'm going to save them for later. Not great. There's this whole like, can you go back to theaters? Like, is is cinema dead? Blah, 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 blah. It's all this silliness. But I do think there is a level of you got to be, you know, come out swinging. I think because this movie spent a lot of money and it's not making a lot of money back. I think two things. One, I saw an interesting tweet. Ooh, you will see a tweet? I was. Not everyone can do that. Yeah, you say I'm on my phone all the time. I've yet to reach the 600 tweet limit, so just saying. Two thoughts about that, and they kind of tie in. I saw a tweet. The critic score and the the on Rotten Tomato and the audience score have skyrocketed. Yeah. I and mean, somebody, somebody said, I'm wondering if the film that people saw at Cannes or Cannes, whatever... Whatever. Con! Yes, that film festival. It was different than the film that we got to see. No, I don't. If there was a. No, that, that's not how that works. Um, okay. Basically, because the way that films work, if you want to like keep track of like, okay, we have definitively locked it down. Like, once the rating is locked in. Okay. Like, in I mean, maybe like they can still like mess with the score, but like what you present to the ratings board, once that's in there, like you can't change your movie. Because that's, you know, you're presenting what's going to be shown. So, I mean, yeah. maybe there's, you know, an unfinished effect. Maybe there's, like, because score is, like, the last thing to happen. Like, that stuff. But, like, whatever you present is, that's the movie. Mm-hmm. So, once the rating's locked in, like, there's nothing else that's happening. It's happening. Yeah. All right. So, maybe. What was uh, shown in can is uh, what was shown in the theater. Oh, okay. In can is, I mean, that's, you know, a bunch of... It was, it was a weird contradictory thing because it's like, oh, like everyone stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Like Harrison Ford is crying, but like also it's like, you know, all these like snobby critics are like, we didn't like this movie, blah, blah, blah. I will save my thoughts for later in the show. Yeah. Time codes are listed at the bottom. Yeah. So, I mean, in, Indiana Jones is not doing great right now, but it's the last one. So who cares? I think that the studios care because that's a lot of money that they're not making back right now. It's like $325 million budget. Greta Gerwig, who is directing the upcoming Barbie movie, which is getting some uh, great early, at least buzz. Mm. I mean, I don't want, there has been reviews on the movie yet, but at least good early like buzz with like Mark and whatever fuck. Like Greta Gerwig is going to be at least overseeing two Chronicles of Narnia movies for Netflix. Really? So they're going to cycle back to that? Yeah, let's try it again, because there were three of them before, and they were kind of okay. They looked expensive. I I liked the first one. Prince Caspian was okay. Voyage of John Treader was weird. Yeah, I've re- I mean, they're very easy books to read. Like, you can read them in an afternoon. Like, mm-hmm. there are seven books. They're basically 100 pages apiece. Yes. So you can read them real fast. Like, there's really no, like, oh, yeah, I, I read an entire book today because it's literally 100 pages. So, you know, commit yourself to, like, an hour and a half and you've read a, read one of them. Yeah. The original ones were definitely cashing in on, like, The Lord of the Rings. Oh, 100% kind of phase but they also were kind of okay like i don't think it fully i don't think any of them fully knew what they wanted to be like target audience wise and like the budget was definitely blown out to an insane amount like yeah let's i don't know try it again i think a couple things with that too like the fact that they they did the pevensey kids which is fine yes which after the pevensey kids which um there's also stuff before like the beginning of the story is not uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. That's the second or... I think, I think it's the second book. It might be the third. I don't remember. It's been a while since I read them. But once... Um, uh, the two older ones... Uh, Lucy's one of the younger ones. Edward is also the younger one. Uh, the two older ones... Peter! Uh, Peter and... Um, the lady who gets into makeup and is not in the last book at all because she's super into makeup. It's yes. weird. But they kind of, again, highlighted the ones that they could... But even Voyage of Dawn Treader, like, Peter's too old, really, to go to Narnia. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's an entire book that shows, like, because, like, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe ends with, like, and they were kings for a while, and queens, and, like, there's an entire book of, like, and here's when they were kings and queens. Isn't it, like, a, a fan theory or something along the lines, like, the they were actually killed in the bombing, and, like, this is, like, 
their afterlife. I can't like there was something about maybe. I mean, I I never buy into that shit. I mean, we're even gonna get to that with Indiana Jones where people are like, well, maybe he was knocked out at this point, and then the rest of the movie was just in his head. Like, no, I don't. I I never buy into that shit. No, well, unless you watch Dallas and it was all a dream when Jr. got shot. Yes, great. Because you, I know you're really big into seventies and eighties soap opera type shows. I am. I love. I love me some Dallas. I just want to watch a man showering and erasing a season of television. That theme song was fire, though. <laughs> Don't say fire. It claps. I'm gonna clap you in the nuts with my fist. Is it because of the sag? <laughs> yes, the screen actors. Killed. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I'm ashamed of everything I just said. Leaving it. Leaving it in. Eh, it's the Fourth of July. First Amendment allows me to say these dumb things. <laughs> America, baby. Yeah, I mean the the first. <laughs> kind of like real go at these didn't go great so yeah try it again it's also been a while like it's been over a decade since the last one show so sure why not it, the floor is yours like try them out all right i, I hope they go well because i mean they're obviously like seminal important books mm, they they very much are yeah like i said they're, they're also super easy to read like 100 pages of book like just and, you can crank those suckers out and like they one might exist day. better in that medium in that format better than they would have on the big screen go read about a chair that doesn't sit right or something the silver chair bitch you didn't read these no i only read a couple of them but still you didn't read none of them that's not true i read lion of the twitch i read lion witch in the wardrobe and a little little bit of uh prince caspian so there it's a hundred page book you read a little bit of it you were like "Ooh, there was a prince i got it was caspian i got distracted end of book a chipmunk or something ran by i was like oh hello all right also uh dune part two has had its big old trailer this one looks like it has more things happen in it than the first one. Yeah, it's very action-heavy, definitely. We get our first look at Christopher Walken being Emperor, I'm a bad guy, Emperor. Are there supposed to be three total ones or just two? For the first book, it's supposed to... Um, Denny Villeneuve, director, has said he wants to do three. Mm-hmm. But Dune by itself is presented as two movies. Ah. And then the second book just being like a third movie by itself. Is this the movie where we're going to get Sting gets killed by somebody screaming? Yeah. Yes, my name is a killing word. Okay, perfect. But it's not sting this time. Also, like this movie has not leaned into um, a talking baby that wields a knife. And God damn it, I want it to lean into that. That's the thing from the book. I'm also not considering a spoiler because, bitch, this shit's been out forever. So the Benny Jesuit will come after <laughs> yeah, you. Tough titties, baby. <laughs> That's what they have in the Benny Jesuit. <laughs> it's just one of those things. They're like, hardened criminals. I was part of a Facebook group once. I got invited into it, and it just this was something that just like bugged the hell out of me. Facebook or just being in a group? Be, I mean that because I am long gone for that. But like, it was a comics based thing, and someone said something, and it was something that happened like three years before. And someone was like, "Hey, you to give a spoiler warning." Like, I'm only buying these in graphic novels, and I haven't read that yet. And it just has stuck with me. I'm like, this was three years ago. Do you think the entire world is waiting for you to catch up on something that happened three years ago? And the same with like doing like this book happened a long fucking time ago. Like if you're not up on it, tough shit. Did that book come out in the 70s? Mm, yeah. Fact check the show. Been a hot minute since I've done that. But I got no time for like spoiler, like warnings of like things that happened a long time ago. Uh, let's see. Oh, 1965. Yeah, so no time for spoilers. 722 pages? Holy shit. You ain't read it, tough. Have you read it? Uh, Doing a couple times. Oh, nice. Where does it rank on your list of books? Top 25? Uh, probably not. I've only read the first two. Anything that happens after the first two, I don't think I've read. Although you've read like 6,000 books, so top 25 would be really impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, it was funny because I read them when I was like relatively young. So the second book I read in like fifth grade and I thought it was very mature to be like, oh, let me talk about like the sex stuff that happens in it because that's, you know, that's what adults talk about, the sex stuff. Mm, yes. And then my parents ended up getting a call. They're like, the boy is talking about sex. Why is he talking about sex? And I was just like, I thought that was the mature thing. And I think there's barely any sex in that book. Come here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just like, eh fucking dune books and that will do it for the news so we're gonna move on from there to weird comics facts let's do it here are some weird comic facts prepare accordingly i'm gonna make some weird shit it's pretty freaky but it's safe all right i'm throwing in this one like you can probably say like oh yeah everyone knows this but sometimes like you know what not everyone knows this so i'm just gonna throw it out there we're talking indiana jones this week so let's go with the fun one okay in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Are you talking about the time that Harrison Ford had dysentery? I am talking about the time where Harrison Ford had dysentery was just shitting himself solid. 
And he said, well, "Why? Well, probably not solid, but like he was shitting himself like crazy." And he was supposed to have a big whip fight with this with the guy who had the sword in the market square. Yes, indeed. And he goes, "Wouldn't he just shoot the motherfucker?" I don't know if he was that crass, but you know, he was busy pooping himself, or maybe like just shoot the son of a bitch or something like that. I can't stop pooping. Yes. Can I get out of this scene as quickly as possible? Because I, Harrison Ford, famous movie actor, cannot stop pooping. No. All I am is just a series of poops. Yeah. Like, they had a whole choreographed fight with him with his whip and the sword, and I think it's much better when he just shoots the guy. Yeah. Can we talk about how many people, like, Indiana Jones, straight up murders? He's got a big body count as far as killing. Because of the poops. Yes. Well, no. Just imagine that, like, prettiest man in Hollywood could not just contain his butthole. Just so many poops. Well, let's see. How many people does he straight up kill in Raiders of the Lost Ark? He kills the guy. I mean, he shoots the one guy. He breaks a bottle over a guy's head and sets him on fire. Bad nights. That was the that was the weird eye patch guy that really didn't. Yeah, that's a different thing. Whatever. Yes, the big uh, bald guy. He punched into the propeller of the airplane. But here's the thing that makes no sense. Uh, there's the guy. A couple of people he threw underneath the truck and ran them over. So let's go back with this. So Harrison Ford having a big old poop problem on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, like just you know blasting the shit wherever he can. It happened. Actually, almost the only person who didn't get sick on that shoot was Steven Spielberg. Because he brought all the can, he brought a ton of canned goods to eat when they he, were in Tunisia. He, he did, dude. We're, we're having a great time with weird comics facts. But yes. here's where it doesn't work: is we go into Temple of Doom. Yes, and uh, the same thing happens. Like these three guys come up, like waving their swords around. And Harrison Ford's like, "I got this." It doesn't make sense. It's a prequel. It's he, very he hasn't true. had that experience yet. It's very true. When he goes for the gun, he's just like a little smirk. He's like, "Ha ha! I've done this before." You haven't, because that's like two years away. Before you have dysentery, because Temple of Doom is a prequel. Yes, I knew that. I know, I'm just saying yeah. it. That's the point of Weird Comics Facts. He like, also no. kills a bunch of people inside Club Obi-Wan. Yeah. All right, that's your Weird Comics fact, kids. So, from holding in a shit to asking for a trade request, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. It doesn't work. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. All right. Well, a bunch of people signed some contracts. We're still waiting for Jalen Brown to possibly sign his Supermax contract, which would be worth over $300 million. Uh, We'll see if that happens. Really? If they signed him, though, they couldn't trade him in the first year. Yeah, oh, fine. We're doing basketball first. Well, well, I don't have um, anything to say other than the Red Sox are 500. Um, training camp is still a few weeks away for the Patriots. The Bruins signed um, yeah, Lucic is coming back. They also signed James Aaron Reemsdyke, uh, so Reemsdyke. So kind of like bringing back some older players in there. Bertuzzi signed with the Canadians for a pretty low deal that people are like, well, why didn't the Bruins do that? But I think they're surmising that Bertuzzi was ready to be out of Boston, even though he was there for like a hot second. I think that's about all I had for the other non-basketball sports. So, I mean, free All-star agency, break is around the corner, too. Free agency opened up this week, and there's been a lot of people that have been moved around, a lot of people that stayed. I mean, Kyrie is staying in Dallas, Draymond's staying with the Warriors. There's been, a, you know, a few big names moved around. The kind of big one we're waiting on is where's James Harden going to go? Uh, who is also, I think, totally washed, kind of done, but, you know. He's got a magnificent beard. Great. Uh, the big one being the, the Damien Lillard requested a trade from Portland because he was always kind of like portrayed as like, I'm a company guy and I'm going to stay here forever. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, I ain't going to stay here forever. Like, we're not winning anything. Like, you've just gotten like the number two draft pick. You're clearly going to build around a younger team. I'm ready to go. So where's Dame going to go? That is the question. Well, you have an answer? No, there's nothing. No. I mean, there's... it. <sighs> Just when you think you have the answers, he changes the questions. A bunch, a bunch of teams have requested stuff. There is certainly nothing nearly definitive. Uh, he says he wants to go to the East. Uh, he made it clear that uh, Miami was his desired destination. Which, if he landed in Miami, that would be a fucking terror of a team. Mm-hmm. But if the Miami deal is going to happen, the Miami deal probably would have happened already. That's also a good point. So we'll see. Lillard is. You know, maybe by the time this goes out, we'll have an answer, but that is definitely, like, the thing that's hanging over everything right now. It's like, where's Lillard landing? Who knows? I 
I mean, it's also one of those things like it's totally pointless. It's like, oh, yeah, like all of these teams have reached out. Like, yeah, of course they would. Like, who is not going to ask about like, oh, like a major top player? Like, no one's going to not ask about it. Like, no one's at least not going to put their feelers out. So it everything that's kind of happening is kind of pointless until the end, I guess. Mm. Because who's not going to ask like, oh, man, I sure hope we can't get a great player. I have no idea where Lyra's going to land. Yeah. I know, like, in, like, my crazy, like, I like the Celtics brain, and be like, oh, yeah, let's just trade, like, you know, like, Brogdon and Time Lord and, like, a couple of first-round picks, and we'll pick him up, and we'll have, like, this insane, like, you know, what, like, top four, but, you know, that's probably not going to happen. We're also forgetting one of the other major sporting events in the year tomorrow on the 4th of July. Not to take away from what you were saying, but I was also remembering in the back of my head. I'll wait till you're done your NBA talk. I guess I'm done. Okay. Do you know the name Joey Chestnut? That hot dog? Yeah, that's tomorrow. He's uh, he's a 15-time men's <laughs> champion. He's looking to set a new mark on the 4th of July. Do you know what his record is, which is the world record, by the way? 37. 37? Are you sure it's 37? In what? What, what is my time? How many hot dogs he eats in 10 minutes? 10 minutes. He set the record in 2021. Uh, fine. Well, you said 37 so dismissively. In 10 minutes, uh, let's say... I can't, it can't be more than like 40. He holds the world record in 10 minutes. What was your last guess? I said 40. 76, Good. including buns. Good Lord. He also holds record for chicken fingers. He ate 44 Raisin Cane chicken fingers in five minutes in 2022. 32 servings at 24 total ounces of popcorn in eight minutes. Uh, what else has this man done? 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes and 15 seconds. 39 and a half bowls of red beans and rice at 24 pounds of food in eight minutes. 47 grilled cheese sandwiches in 10 minutes. This man is a menace. Do you like poutine? Poutine? Or, yeah, poutine. Yeah, I'm fine with poutine. He ate 28 pounds in 10 minutes one time. 28 pounds of poutine. And he's like real thin too. Yeah, he has like 220 pounds. Um, he holds the record for 82 tacos in eight minutes. Pork roll sandwiches. 61 and a half pork roll sandwiches in 10 and a half minutes. My beloved pork roll? Six and a half two-foot pizza slices in 10 minutes. So 43 pepperoni rolls in 10 minutes. Damn. All right, we're moving on for my beloved pork roll. He ate 25 and a half ice cream sandwiches in six minutes. How did he not get a uh, a brain freeze? All right, are we done? Yes, we're done. Cool. So we're going to move on from there to uh, one man uh, quick review of Strange New Worlds. Okay. It's screaming, it's screaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Just watch the show, man. I didn't it's realize out on it, Thursdays. I, I thought it came out earlier in the week than that. And since we recorded on Wednesday last week, I thought it came out on Wednesdays. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please enthrall me with your tales of strange new worlds. I'm a little questionable now because we've done two weeks in a row of we're we're just playing the hits. Last week we did Measure of a Man. This week we did City on the Edge of Forever. Are we gonna get triples? Maybe. Maybe wow. maybe there'll be trouble with them. Mm. Will but, they get in a will they get in a bar fight with some Klingons? These episodes must have been filmed out of order because there's like Pike in there for like five minutes. So it must be while he's um Anson Mountain is still on like paternity leave. But it's entire. It's a time travel episode with Captain Kirk, and they go back. And by the way, fully spoiling this, but it's just two episodes right in a row of like Measure of a Man, which is a great episode. Mm-hmm. City on the Edge of Forever, like so. We're just mm-hmm. talking like two of the best episodes of all time. Yes. We're, we're just playing those hits. And the interesting thing about this one is like uh, we get to go back in time with Kirk. It's fun seeing Kirk again. Like, but I'm also ready to just see like Kirk in the show. It's like the two times we've seen him, it's been erased. Like, he was at the very end of last season, got erased, and he's been in this episode, it got erased. Like, I just, I'm ready to see Kirk, like, interacting with everyone. It's fine if he's not, like, in command. Like, just get him in there. And it, I, I'd, I'd appreciate that. The weird thing, though, and I'm, I'm sure this is a very intentional thing, is uh, they reset uh, the eugenics war. Mm. Like, it's no longer happening in the 90s. It's now happening uh, in the, like, 2020s, oh, 2030s. So we still have time. Yeah. But it was a little weird to reset the eugenics where I was like, okay, cool, I guess, whatever. And I really like this guy who's playing Kirk, and, like, he's talked about, like, he's not going, like, full, like, Shatner yet. Like, it's a full, like, it's an intentional decision. He's like, I'm starting, like, 30%, like, because, 
you know, like the pilot that we see, Kirk, like Kirk is a very serious guy, and then he kind of gets into like the whole Shatnerism of it. He's like, I'm trying to start below that so I can build up to it because this is before the original series, and I can roll with that. Also, like I like that Chris Pine didn't Shatner it; he was his own. Yeah, for the most part, he has a couple of lines that are like yes. very Kirk. Like, there's one that like stands out so much as like. Spock, it's gonna work. It's just like every inch of it is, or just the way he said bones, like bones, and slaps him on the back. But I, I did really like this one. Um, what I also like, there's a little bit of hand wavy, which I kind of like about it. Is um, they shoot this as so many shows shoot in Canada because it's cheaper to shoot in Canada. Oh, Canada! Well, that was Canada already happened. It's Fourth of July, man. But um, it opens up and like Kirk is like, hey, is this New York in the 21st century? And it's like, no, it's Canada. This is just Toronto. It's Toronto. So <laughs> it's just like fully leading to like the budget saving of like, it's cheaper to shoot in Toronto. Mm. But I like that they acknowledge it versus being like, this Toronto city is New York, which is such a common thing that happens these days. Uh, it was very weird, though, to see Kirk sacrifice himself for Khan. Mm. Like Kirk dies. You know, alternate timeline, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Kirk dies to save Khan, and that's just, like, huh. That's not bad. It's just, it's fun, and it's interesting. Like, the characters clearly don't know. Like, they don't have a history yet. Like, yeah. And they, they'll never know this, like, specific, like, time travel history, but Kirk does sacrifice himself to save Khan. It's very, did you ever, uh, have you seen City on the Edge of? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's one of the best episodes ever. Like, Kirk's got to sacrifice his girlfriend, so we have, like, a similar sacrifice in the past, all this stuff. It it was good. But for as much as, like, okay, this is a good episode, I don't want to just be playing the greatest hits. Like, part of what made last season so fun was... Originality? Yeah, the show was just, like, we're we're doing one-up episodes, the show is building itself up, versus this is, so far, this season, has been playing the hits. Mm. And I like the hits. I like Measure of a Man. I like sitting on the edge of forever. Like these are good episodes, but like make your own good episodes. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I'm at. Like, it, it, if it wasn't like two right in a row, and maybe this does have to play into like Ansem Mount's like parental leave. Also, if you need to do that for the sake of your lead actor to like spend time with like his infant child, I'm not mad about that. No, but it just I just spent the last thirty sec, well, the last like minute and a half. I was trying to remember because when you said Star Trek in Canada. I was trying to deep dive into my brain at what episode what, that Will Riker was mistaken for being Canadian and had to correct the junior officer yeah, with, that he was actually... With, uh, Thomas Riker, right? Nope, it was not with Thomas Riker. Oh, no, because that was where he was born? Yeah, yeah, he had to correct the junior officer that he wasn't born in uh, Canada, but Alaska. What episode? Great episode. One of my favorite episodes, oh, actually. Boy, I couldn't tell you then. Lower Decks. Ah, okay. Yes, the great episode, the fantastic episode. I love the intercut in between the poker games and everything. Yeah, hundred percent, great episode. Um, but so yeah, I the I, tall test. I enjoyed this week's episode, but I was kind of stuck with okay. I've seen this though. Like, just show me something new. Yeah, which I mean, if it's being based around like Ansem having a kid, like whatever, like, I can roll with that. But I just I would like the show to find its own identity because. I do enjoy this, and I I am enjoying it, but I've seen this episode. It's a, it's a great episode, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just want something new, which I don't think is a crazy ask. No, it's not a crazy ask. And I understand, like Star Trek has a history. If you want to, you know, play back to the old days, like yeah, play them up. But just two right in a row is, I think, what was kind of like hitting me a little bit. Like I've seen these. Just be you. Just do you. Yeah. All right. Watch that. Watch that, and then watch next week's. Got it. I, I appreciate your little signaling. I mean, maybe you'll see it when you see it, but like, it's not, it's not a bad episode by any stretch. It's just, I've seen it. You want something new and fresh. Yeah. You don't want to retread of something, i.e. Last Jedi. Not Last Jedi, correction, uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, just give me something new. That's all I want. Yes. All right. All right. We're going to move on from there. Oh. Da, 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 da. Everyone, uh, well, I shouldn't say everyone has an opinion because you'd actually have to show up to the goddamn movie to have one. Oh, but maybe people have opinions based on other people's opinion. It is time to talk Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Uh, as we do with every major release, we're going to talk non-spoilers before we get to spoilers. I think we can talk about most of the movie in non-spoilers. Mm. Until the third act where it, it does a thing. 
And I think that is going to be the moment that makes it or breaks it for you. So talking uh, before we get to act three, I like this movie. I think it's really solid. Like, Are you saying you like the movie up to act three? Uh, yes, because I'm also going to throw this out there. I haven't fully reconciled my feelings about act three, although I think they're more positive than they are negative. But I have not fully reconciled that yet because it's still kind of fresh and it's it's still such a huge fucking swing. It's so big. It's such a big swing. But I like everything kind of leading up to it. We get an old Indiana Jones who's in this like sad New York apartment and maybe some commentary about like the last movie. It's like the last movie is all about, you know, like aliens and interdimensional beings. And this movie starts with like the space race and like winning the space race. And we get him. He's just like kind of sad and shitty about it and like everyone else around him is excited and we also this is crazy like this movie is fucking pricey as hell because the trailer like shows him like being like sad and old like in a chair like in a uh, the trailer opens up to like a rolling stone song Mm. with him just drinking whiskey by himself in his coffee (laughs) versus this opens up with uh the trailer did rolling stones and the movie itself did the beatles i'm like one way or another like this is pricey yes I also like that it opens with a Beatles song that is not the most, like, it's it's still a popular Beatles song, but it's not, like, I, the easiest choice. It mm. opens with Magical Mystery Tour. Yes. Which, which is, like, it is such a good wake-up song. Like, it could just, like, you know, kind of shock you out of yourself. Like, da-na, 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 da-na-na. Like, it's, it's still, like, a big, like, for a I, guy who's, like, drunk, asleep in a recliner. Yeah, but you're skipping over the entire opening sequence of the movie. Uh, yeah, I guess I am. Um, it's, so, there's no, I guess I am. Like you totally are. The movie does not open with him in his tank top and boxers in a recliner, hungover. I can't. Also, like whatever. I'm gonna stick with the scene for a minute. I can't believe they got him to do a shirtless scene. Nah, what is, I mean, I mean, he like he's like 80, and he still looks pretty jacked. Like he's like the most like jacked 80 year old you've ever seen. But they still do a shirtless scene with him, which I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, you're going to pay me that much money. Yeah, even now. <laughs> I know, but he's like fucking 80. That's a good point. But he's also Harrison Ford. Yeah. But, yeah, so you're right. They do open, uh, like, the first 25 minutes of the movie are with a de-aged Harrison Ford fighting the Nazis. And you know what? It I think it looks pretty solid. As long as he's not talking. If it's yes. a still shot of him, it looks great. The second he starts talking, it is 80-year-old Harrison Ford talking out of a 30-something body. Where the mouth is just not quite right. Mm, yes. But that being said, that entire opening sequence is very much Indiana Jones. Yeah, to a point. Like, I I like a lot of it. There are parts of it I don't like. Like, he's driving around on a motorcycle and people are getting killed, like, left and right. But there's... Mm-hmm. if I mean, this is a, you know, comparison you kind of can't avoid, like... Uh, compared to like Steven Spielberg, who done the first four versus James Man- James Mangold doing this one. And by the way, I love James Mangold yeah. as a director, but like you do lose like some of that like frenetic like Spielberg direction. Like a lot of the stuff is being done in the dark. Like people are dying in the sidecar, like left and right, just getting like crushed and smashed or whatever the hell. Versus like if you compare it like Last Crusade, like with a chase scene with a motorcycle sidecar, like it's in the light. You're seeing every inch of it. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like it's not all great. Like no, there's some shots like that's just a mannequin who's being thrown through the sky. Like it's not perfect, but. But somehow the mannequin looks down as they like looks at them as he blows up. But still, but you're there's also some you're missing stuff and yeah, there's still some good lines like you should. He's like you should have stayed out of the way, Doctor Jones. You should have stayed out of Poland. Yeah, that's there are a lot of great things. I love the reveal of how like the German soldiers figure out that Indiana Jones is an imposter. Yes, that's that feels classic Indiana Jones. That that's a great reveal. Mm Hmm. That's it. Really works. As long as he's not talking, it looks good. Yes. But the second he opens his mouth, it's like okay, and it's fun. It's and there are moments in there. Like there's stuff in that first twenty five minutes of this like adventure we've never seen where he's doing stuff, and it looks really cool. I think for me, the things about this movie that I really I as I was sitting in the movie theater, I kept as I watched it. Oh, hi, Kirby. (laughs) As the dog is. Uh, dog just Hi. got home oh, in his cool. Cool. Oh, gosh, Kirby. Oh, there goes the sound foam. Yeah, we need that for the sound. Kirby! Oh, my God. All right. Oh, well, there's Kirby. Um, so, as I'm watching the movie, 
I was like, wow, like this is it this is the most kind of character development we've seen in the character of Indiana Jones really since Last Crusade. Obviously there's only been one movie in between. But like even in Raiders of the Lost Ark, we don't get a ton of like character development. We don't get a lot of like backstory to the character or like an understanding like the things that have happened. Part of this movie is like part of this movie is about like regret. Yes. And he's dealing with that in a big way. Like he's, you know, an old man who's lost a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. This one felt more I I'm it's not in my top three. I think this would crack my top three. You think so? Yeah. It yeah, yeah. I think this would actually yeah, now that I think about it, I think it does. On make a scale of five, three. I think this would be three. Right in the middle. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd rate it higher than Temple of Doom. I'd rate it higher than Crystal Skull. Yes, I would agree. I think it's the third best of the Indiana Jones movies. Now that I think about it, it, I th- it is better than Kingdom of Crystal Skull. I mean, I'm also, like, especially that third act, like, I'm still digesting this movie. And this is a movie the- that requires some digestion and analysis. To me, this felt. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my top five favorite movies. I mean, so is, I mean, for me, like, Last Crusade, like, Raiders and Last Crusade are, like, two of the best movies ever made, period. Yes. Like, no qualifier, just, like... But this one... Definitely of, top 20. Of the five Indiana Jones movies, the four after Last of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, this one felt more like that with the globe-hopping aspect of it. You know, when you think about Temple of Doom, it pretty much just happens in India. When you think of... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it pretty much just happens in the in the Amazon rainforest. When you think about Raiders of the Lost Ark, you go to Nepal, you go to you go to um Egypt, you go to the desert of Alexandretta. You look at Ra- uh, Last Crusade. You actually get that globe hopping. You go from the United States to Italy to Austria, back to Iskirden. Like it just like the globe hopping comes back in this movie. Like you go to several different places. And I think that's what made Raiders so much fun is because we were like really traveling the world. Well, And this is something you said, and I understand what you're saying. Like you were bitching to me earlier about like, I don't like the way that like the visual of them going from place to place. Like it's, it's a little bit different than the way it was before. And the I, map, agree, yes. I agree with you. It's this movie does not live in its references there's a few here and there but it doesn't mm-hmm. live it's not like oh do you, do you remember this like it's not doing that no well i mean a little bit when you like pan through indy's apartment and you have the picture that was hanging on the wall of his dad's house of uh jesus being crucified from last crusade that was there i do love in his house that like there's a picture of mary and on his version and covers it with a magnet and then yes. he has to uncover it later it's, it's yes. very funny I just it had that globe hopping feel that Raiders and Last Crusade had that Crystal Skull and Temple of Doom didn't have. I just want to talk about spoilers. I guess right. like there to be fair, like I thought we could kind of like live in this weekend, but I would yeah. you know, um, if I were to rate this seed in theaters, stream it, don't bother. Uh, I would give this unequivocally solid, like no qualifications. See this in theaters. This it this movie made me happy. I would agree. I I would say you see it in theaters. There, it feels like the best time, like the best Indiana Jones experience is seeing it in theaters. I think it's it's a big enough movie with a big enough scope, and it's entertaining as hell. If you're an Indiana Jones fan, even if you're not an Indiana Jones fan, I think it's it's entertaining enough. I would say yes, yeah, see it in theaters. All right, we're gonna move on from there. Hey, here's the little uh, sound droppy thing. We're gonna talk spoilers. Look out! There's spoilers ahead. I wish Marion was in this more, but I absolutely love the scene that she is in. I, oh. I I got I don't know about you, but I got full blown glassy eyes. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, you're glassy eyed too. We're yes, just, we're just two adult men like sitting next to each other in a theater, just oh. kind of crying a little. I when he said, "Where does it hurt?" I knew exactly oh. where it was going. Oh man, you were faster than me because I did not get it. I got. I it, knew like, immediately <laughs> when he said, "Where does it hurt?" I was like, "Oh shit!" It, this I is. Mean, perfect you're not like mate like you're five seconds ahead of me on that one i did not get that and i one i she was like and it immediately pointed at her elbow oh my god the moment he said where does it hurt oh you you got it faster than me i did not i did not get that in the immediate moment good for me great i'm glad you gave yourself a congratulatory bell i did that you beat me to a thing (laughs) Which is so funny because usually when we go to 
whenever I'm in any movie theater, I usually notice that I'm like usually like two seconds ahead of people on mm-hmm. like a laugh or something. Like, oh, I see where this is going. I'm I'm usually quicker than the audience, but oh, yeah, that was if you got that, yeah, you definitely got that faster. Than what me. a what a great what a great way to wrap it. I, up. I was straight up glassy eyed, man. Like I oh. was just like, man, this is, and I got. So, like, built up earlier, like, because um, Harrison Ford's talking about Marion earlier in the movie, and John Williams' score kicks in, and it's the uh, Marion theme. Oh. I was like, fuck me. That's so good. Like, I just, and I knew she was in the movie, and I kind of wish I didn't know she was in the movie. I think that would have worked better for me, but I, I did. The, I, knew, I knew she was there. I knew she was popping up. The one thing I think that they missed, and I wish they had done, like, the reveal of when she comes in the door with the groceries I wish she had just said Indiana Jones. Like the way she, like, you know, um, in both movies that she's in before that, when she sees him for the first time, like, they, they missed it right there. I thought, and, and I, this is where I was wrong. I was wrong twice in this movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you've seen the movie, uh, yes. Indi- there's literally time travel, but Indiana Jones um, goes back. So I thought initially the corpse that they find, the Archimedes corpse. I thought that was going to be Indiana Jones's body because they had set up a scene early in the movie where they explicitly say that he has his father's watch. Yes. And they find a body with a watch. So I said, oh shit, that's his body. Yeah. I was wrong. You were wrong, but that's okay. Um, And also when we went back to the present, because there's kind of two levels in this, because we hear like in an offhand line, like an offhand news report, that Mutt Williams is dead. Shia LaBeouf, Indiana Jones's son from... That was very hand-wavy. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, he's dead. And I, I started cracking up. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, they yeah. just, they passed it off like it was nothing. But then they turn it into like an actual plot point. A huge plot point. Which is massively sad. And it's a big emotional thing for Indiana Jones. It's, it also explains why Marion's not around. Yeah, like why would, um you know... If I could do anything, I would, like, save my son from enlisting in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he he just did it to piss me off. And if you've seen the last movie, I'm like, this all totally kind of, like, lines up with the characterization that we've been led to believe. Yeah. But going into the end of the movie, I thought, okay, are we doing a Back to the Future? Are we going into a world where, like, Helena gets to leave a message that prevents Mutt from dying? I would have I would have found that less palatable than the actual third act. I'm just that's where I was going. That's when we Especially because we just kinda got that time travel movie with a bunch of shenanigans in the flash and that left a sour taste in my mouth. I'm just saying that's you know, when we were going into the end of the movie. Yes. That was so I thought it was gonna be Indy's body. I was wrong. And I thought we were gonna get uh Shia LaBeouf. I was also wrong. Yeah. And no, there was no I'm, way I'm we're... just I don't think I had crazy theories. They weren't crazy theories, but I, you know. But yeah. Obviously, the big thing here that happens is Indiana Jones time travels back to a Well, uh, I, we're, Roman we're war. kind of also skipping over a big thing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I thought, was pretty pretty fun in this movie. I, I enjoyed her. I like her most of the time. There are... It's... It's it's the script that kind of killed me on her for a few things. Like, I, I like her because I know, like, she is a... A Marion type. Mm-hmm. That is what she's doing. But there's a few times in the script where she's just like, oh, I'm pretty and self-sufficient and I can do what I want. Ha ha ha. And I'm just in it for the money. Like there are a few scenes of her like where her expository dialogue is just, a, it's a little heavy handed. Yes. Where I'm, I do ultimately mostly like her. I like the arc that she kind of goes through from just being like. Well, there, there's parts of it, too, that I, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of backtracking myself as I'm talking, but, like, she realizes things about herself. Like, she tells herself, I'm just in it for the money, but really she's in it to, like, prove that her father was right. And, like, I like that the character, like, reveals, like, she learns about herself through her own arc, which I think is mm-hmm. really cool. But I don't like... Like the scene when she blows up the boat. Oh, that was so cool. But I don't like expository dialogue where it's just, like, someone telling you, like, this is who I am. Like, that That to me reads lazy. Yeah. But I like her overall, and I think she's pretty strong, and I like the kid, except for one scene. This is the scene that, like, really bugs but- the shit out of me. Okay, go for it. So the kid, Teddy. Yes. I, I like, like, he's he's basically our short round for this movie. I was say, I got a lot, her character and, and Teddy, like, that was our indie short round 
Temple of Doom kind of like one. This kid is just a she makes up, a crack about him being a grave robber. Well, like, I mean that kid's just a straight up fucking murderer. Oh yeah. Like the one thing I don't like about this movie, but like also I shouldn't say I don't like it. I, I haven't decided where I land on it. Like if I like it or I don't like it. Like Indiana Jones, like we see him fuck up a bunch of Nazis early in the movie. Yes. And later in the movie, we see him like kick a gun towards someone's face, but he doesn't actually really fuck anyone up versus like this kid just like drowns this giant. That was, and we usually see Indiana Jones get into a fight with a big guy with the exception of last crusade. Yes. So we like Indiana Jones doesn't really in his older years, doesn't actually really fight anyone. No, he doesn't. I mean, he gets his ass kicked a bunch. And I also thought it was kind of weak. He's like, oh, yeah, my jaw hurts. I'm like, bitch, you've been punching the jaw about 18 times in this movie. Oh, yeah, he got walloped a few times. <laughs> so I I didn't love him just, like, getting taken out. But, yeah, so Teddy uh, takes out this, like, 7-3 guy. Also, this is, I think, the first indiana jones movie which there isn't really kind of a truly i mean yeah you had bad mads mickelson which by the way i thought he was a tremendous villain for this movie thought he was very i agree i think the villain in the like his his character as a villain and his like ancillary goons were like really menacing in this like you just knew that there was like no like you think about the first one like belloc is just kind of like yeah he's not a good dude but like he at least has some compassion toward like Marion a little tiny bit towards Indy. like you can see that the second one obviously the leader of the Kali cult no remorse and then the you know Ross Crusade is you know kind of generally faceless Nazis and Donovan but something but I, I there's like... no like outside of Mads Mikkelsen's charred corpse outside the airplane we didn't get the classic really over-the-top Indiana Jones death in this movie. Well, we do... Um, Boyd Holbrook, who uh, James Mangold worked with in Logan, gets um, another, like, villainous role in here. So he's, yeah. he's definitely a guy that he likes. A very good villain. Yeah, I mean, I I like him. But it was also weird that, like, that kid just, like, kills, like, the big, like, 7-3 guy. But, like, but that was our that was our weird death in the movie. Like, a guy gets chained with it. Which is also, like, that's an unsettling thing to think about, getting chained to a portcullis underwater and never being able to get out but there was no melting exploding face there was no hand into the chest there wasn't the alien eye smoke and turned into vapor so where i was going with this is um no rapidly aging in front of your eyes like there was no indiana there was not the classic indiana jones villain death there was just the charred corpse he, he never wins the villain never wins well, Indiana Jones never wins. Like, old Indiana Jones just, like, kind of, like, hits people and runs away. Yes. But she's old, so I, you know, I can roll with that. But you know what I'm saying about the, kind of, the major special effects style death? Didn't get one in this. I guess, kind of, when that giant Roman spear goes through that guy's head, that was kind of cool. Or body. I did yes, the time travel was. All right, fun. so, back to the time travel piece. Like, I was surprised, and, you know, I'm. As I'm watching a movie, I'm kind of sitting there clocking. I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. And then, like, we get to the time travel. Like, we're going back to, like, the Battle of Syracuse, a thing I've never heard of in my entire life. Uh, Siege of Syracuse, but same difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fucking history major. Yep. Anyway. But I was like, the thing I was thinking about in that was that usually when we see, like, our MacGuffin in an Indiana Jones movie, it's pretty quick. Like, it's, you know, Raiders, like, the faces get melted. Or, like, yeah. oh, like, you're getting a heart ripped out. Or, oh, like, we're doing some trials of the Lord. Or, oh, Kate Blanchett's getting her eyes blasted It wasn't with just the trials of the Lord. It's when Donovan drank from the wrong cup and then it's, Yeah, okay. Like... Let's, let's just get to my point. Yes. This sucker was, like, 25 minutes. Like, they, it wasn't an in and out. It was, like, it wasn't, like, oh, Indiana Jones time traveled. It was, oh, Indiana Jones time-traveled, and we are going to sit with this shit for a while. Speaking fluent Greek, which is, by the way, his ability to speak Greek is a really great callback to Last Crusade when he like, goes in to tell his daddy he has something to say. It was like, count to ten in Greek. Yeah. But I just thought it was like, I, I truly haven't reconciled how I feel about it. I think I like it because it was just like a big swing. And I like a big swing. Like sometimes big swings don't work. Like doing, I know like George Lucas likes to call them like interdimensional beings, but like doing aliens in the last movie didn't work. It was a big swing. And it missed. And it didn't work. Versus this, this was, in I think, an even bigger swing because they spent so much time there. And I kind of got to respect it for but that. When you, like it just went fucking nuts. But what's also amazing about it is when you look back, 
and see some of the precursors to it, like the puppet show when they talk about oh, the yeah, dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's like the dragon yes. and the, like, so, the like, these, soldiers. It yeah. was so cool to have that piece kind of come to it. But also the fact that Archimedes had planned, like there was only one destination. It was going to be there at Syracuse. So much of this, like it so much felt like Doctor Who to be like, I'm just watching Doctor Who, baby. Which isn't a bad thing. Like, that's no. shit I like, but... It, it's such a big swing. It's just a huge swing just to say, like, fuck it, we're doing time travel. Yeah. You know, you know how much time travel we're doing? We're going to stay here for All 20 to 25 minutes. Also, this is an earlier thing. I could not fucking stand that his hat stayed on his head that entire train fight. That's unreal. How many fedoras does he own? When you think about the number of fedoras that he loses... Oh, they go for uh, big bucks. Yes. In the auction world. <laughs> but, I mean, in general... Like and his that character. shit wasn't leaving his head. I just, it just bugged me. You know something that I felt so sad about this movie? Yes. What? Like Indiana Jones, maybe the coolest movie character in history. He's up there. I mean, he is no very one, similar to James Bond. No one's horny for him anymore. He's in his well, Marion at the end. I mean, you know, Marion might jump, you know, his ancient temple of doom, but well, this is well before the blue pill existed, so. He's got he's he, he's gone from like students being like writing like I love you on their eyelids just mm-hmm. being like incalculable like office hours of just people like wanting to just bone the hell out of him. How does he go from the associate dean <laughs> of a college to like per, like just going back to being a professor of archaeology again? I don't know, being old and sad. Probably. Also just the apathy that existed. Also we didn't this is the first time that we've ever had a classroom scene with Indiana Jones and he doesn't reference Michelson. Okay, I didn't notice that, but... Well, no, there's no Michelson reference, but you know what I'm talking about. No, not particularly, but I believe him. No, because he always says, read Michelson, chapters, whatever. Didn't really spend a lot of time talking about Mads Mikkelsen's character. I liked it, could believe his believe his motivations. I liked his I answer. he wanted to kill Hitler. That that was kind of a He's neat... He's like, fuck him. That was a neat flip. He's like, when Andy's like, who are you going to kill? Ike or somebody else? He's like, no, Hitler. Because we already established in the last Indiana Jones movie that he likes Ike. Yes, he which, likes some Dwight D. Eisenhower. Which was a great kind of callback to that. But you can buy his motivations. I just, can, I can't he also should have been dead with how hard he hit that water spout on that train. Oh, totally. I thought it was a bell. Like the way he's like, well, I thought I rang your bell because I'm an 80 year old man saying shit out of a 30 year, year old body. But the other piece to that, too, was Toby Jones. I like Toby Jones. Toby Jones was good. The fact that the villain was also like the guy responsible, like painting him as like he was hiding in plain sight as a bad guy with the United States. But also, why was he entangled with the CIA on that? Like, there's a little I mean, bit just getting to the moon. We that's a real life thing. Nazi scientists, baby, we love them. Yeah, there we did. Well, you know, try not to if we can, kids. Good idea. I'm trying to think of other things that really kind of stood out in the movie to me. It Where does it hurt? Been... Here. Yeah. Doesn't hurt here. Here here why aren't you kissing me i'm not kissing you <laughs> that's not happening it's not the years it's the miles <laughs> wait a minute only if i can take that revolving mirror and swing it so hard it hits you when the jaw knocks you out all right so you don't want that i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to physically harm you the so, the <laughs> other piece that i was it was just it was right there i was thinking of it it'll come back to me in a minute sala very good in this Love movie. Seeing so, John Rice Davies is so good. And I, you know, I really enjoyed him. Like, he's like, you know, I have my passport with me, blah, blah, blah. And I love that last scene with him where he just starts like, a British tar's yes, like, oh, rings. Fuck, man. Like, I love that. I was so, what was I going to say? When he said, I have a friend who has a boat, I was like, is it going to be Captain uh, Katanga? Was it going to be him? No, we got Antonio Banderas. Yeah, who gets it bad? Oh, he doesn't does not. So does this buddy who gets his air hose cut and he drowns. I really this movie's big on water. I actually really like um, that we got to see Indiana Jones in a new environment. We've never really done Indiana Jones in the water, so I like that we did get a new like element, new setting. I thought that was very cool. I think the interesting. So I'm gonna go back and amend my previous statement. The the over the top deaths in the other Indiana Jones movies are replaced with like really visceral like the fear of drowning also we got our standard creepy collie scene with the the giant centipedes and i really like um like helena being like oh we got away and indiana jones is just like my friend just died yes like this isn't a time to celebrate like i'm i'm fucking sad 
Yeah, like bad things are happening to Indy. I like that. I thought this movie did a good job of humanizing Indiana Jones in a big way, which I appreciated. So here's one question. My kid's dead. My friend's dead. My wife's left me. My wife's coming back to me, though. So let me ask you this question, then. See the fucking movie. The very ending. When uh, when they when they lens down when they iris down to just the hat. Okay, so so hold on, let me ask. Well, I I have a thing that I am taking from a not original thought. From okay, me. go ahead, and then I'm going to ask my question. Um, this is not my thought, and I, you know, in in the process of the show, I go out of like. There's a few people that I still like, kind of like you know, people whose opinions I'm interested in, but generally when we go into the show. I try to go into this clean because I. this is something I know that I do. Like, I know if I hear a thing, I have a, a bad habit of parroting it. So I mm-hmm. try to go into, like, whenever we do this stuff clean. Uh, but there was something very cool that I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, uh, the fedora is put out online, like, Indiana Jones is, li- this is not my original thought, Indiana Jones is literally being put out to dry, and right before the iris closes in, he snags the hat. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Fuck, you're right. Like that that's exactly what it is. Like he's being put out to dry, but no, he's not. And there's I don't want to ever see another Indiana Jones movie. I love that ending. That is perfect. Don't fuck with it. Okay, because that was gonna be my question. I loved <clears throat> initially I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it. he grabbed it. Like it wouldn't be cool, just like boom, and then he like he's hung his hat up. He's found a place to hang his hat. But I just, it's with Mary. I love Hold the on. idea oh. that it's like you've been let out to dry, but have you? It's cool. I love it. So I didn't look at the hang out the dry. I look at it as he's finally played. He like he has found a place to hang his hat up. You know, like kind of that saying like where you home is yeah, where you no, hang I, your hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But I love that he unequivocally is who he is, and he is complete. He's got again. He's got the love of his life and his hat. Oh, something else I really liked. I like uh, early in the movie, like, it's supposed to be World War II. We've never seen him in World War II. Like, one of his, like, little tchotchkes is a photo of Marion. Did you notice that? Oh, yes. Yeah, I just, I like that. I like that, like, I love Marion. She's such a fucking great character. She's so fun. I mean, Karen Allen's in the movie for, what, three and a half minutes, four minutes? And she's awesome. I love her. Like, I know that she she has complained. She's like, yeah, I wish I was like more like a part of the adventure. But she fucking kills it when she comes in. Oh. Like that that whole last sequence of dialogue. I know we talked about it in the section. Well, no, we talked about it earlier. I just that, what a great callback to a great scene in an earlier movie, especially like, a movie that has not relied on callbacks. A movie that mm-hmm. has mostly existed in its own world, but the shows the tight deep visceral bond between indy and marion that like the she immediately goes back to a moment where they really had that connection jones so love it yeah i just what a great movie really when i think about it it's it's not it's not better than raiders it's not better than last crusade but it's definitely better than i mean crystal skull and temple of doom i could see people being turned off by the time travel shit but like i love the idea of indiana jones like being presented with history and just going like i i gotta be a part of this like this is my life this is what i've been searching for this is everything like this is legit like history is happening in front of my face like big history like i I have to see how this plays out. Like, but, I love that. It's good. What I loved also about that was, like, his whole, like, everyone's all, like, throughout the movie and throughout other movies, like, grave robber, grave robber, grave robber, grave robber. No, he had a true, real appreciation and knowledge for history. Yeah. I, the, the one thing that, like, there was, like, one, I don't know, like, I'm still trying to, like, this movie also loves chase sequences. I will say this about the movie. There were so many set but piece chase sequences which again the one thing that i love about this movie that was like one of the chase sequences like they're trying they're it's not about them being chased they are pursuing a thing and then they yes. are then themselves being pursued like i love that like those levels of breaks it's not just about them running away it's them running to find a thing and then also there's another chase happening so it's like a two level mm. chase and i love that no i love it i love when he's climbing up the hill i'm just thinking to myself why the hell am i doing this but the, like, you know, I've been tortured with voodoo. I've been. Yeah, I thought it was weird how much they let in, like, leaned in a Temple of Doom. He's like, I, I I, drank the blood of Kali. I drank the blood of Kali. I was tortured with voodoo. I've been shot however many times. Nine times. Nine times, including <laughs> once. Well, make it ten, by the way. 
Oh yeah, he does. He didn't get the bullet. There was a part of me. I will say there was a part of me that thought like hmm, he might die in this movie, but I'm glad they didn't kill him. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that they didn't kill him. No, I mean, yeah, it's right smack dab in the middle of the indie spectrum. Yeah, is it going? I mean, I like James Mangold as a director. I like Indiana Jones movies. Like, is this going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen? No, it's not. But it's really fucking good. I, I like it a lot. But the Indiana Jones movies in general make you, you have to have a, a suspension of disbelief around the, the mystic artifact. You can, and two of the five artifacts you can kind of buy. This is, like, again, right in the middle. I can buy the Ark of the Covenant. I can buy the la- the Holy Grail. I can get past the time travel piece, the aliens, and then, like, the, the Kali Ma cult. Like, you have to have a certain level of, of a suspension of disbelief when you watch an Indiana Jones movie. I found this, like, right in the middle of believable. I, it was harder for me. I'm not saying I don't not believe that there's extraterrestrial life out there, but that was, le- like... Kingdom of Crystal Skull was less believable as far as what it could have been compared to like this. I had a fun time. And yes. I, you know, go see the movie. I think it's good. It was what it needed to be, and it was fun. All right. So we're going to move on from there. You ready? I am. To the letters, to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. We might have answered this one already. I don't think we have, but we All might right. have. Oh, there we go. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Please do, because, Christ, we're running low. All right. Uh, Editorsandcomics at gmail.com. Might have answered this one already. Go for it. Uh, what DC character would make the best Starfleet captain? Which DC character would make the best Starfleet captain? I have I have an answer immediately. Okay. John Stewart. Green Lantern John Stewart. All right. He's not as... You know, batshit crazy as hell, not as impetuous as, you know, follow Green Lanterns like Guy Garner or uh, Kyle Rayner. Jon Stewart, steady, down the middle, knows what he's doing. He's an architect, having a good time. That's who I say would, you know, be the best leader. Okay. For Starfleet, because, I mean, he also has experience. Like, hey, you know, we're out there, like, oh, is our home base, like, we're doing shit. Like, yeah, Jon Stewart, he's your man. That's what I gotta say. All right. So as I'm processing this, what I'm trying to think of, like, what are the qualities of a good Starfleet captain or a, a like a really good Starfleet captain? Being a French British man. Okay. So aside from that, the things that really like what makes a good Starfleet captain? Somebody who's got well, on one hand, they have like a deep integrity. Cojones. They have they have a they have cojones. They have a sense of wonderment and exploration. They have a little bit of them that they like. They want they'll. They're willing to bend the rules. I'm still thinking. I'm trying to process a DC character that kind of would be along those lines of like they have tremendous integrity. They lift everybody else up around Aquaman. them. Aquaman. He's gonna he'll he'll you know play it by the books, lead, yeah. and then he'll go rogue. Um, somebody has a sense of want of 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 awe and wonderment. Is that right? Awe and wonderment have a little bit of curiosity and are not afraid to take risks. I'm kind of falling towards Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. Yeah, she could lead a starship. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's got enough, like, she has integrity. She does some diplomacy. But she also, if you diplomacy. If you went down for that diplomacy, she's going to fucking cut you in half, bitch. Yeah. But she also has that curious, like, that sense of curiousness that she is kind of, in a lot of ways, exploring a strange new environment when she left Themyscira. So... I feel like Diana Prince would be a really good Starfleet captain. Wonder Woman. All right. I accept your answer. Thank you. I thought it was a solid answer. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, access to things behind the paywall. I'm tired of saying that you could get Pod to the Dark. No, Tower it's there. Play. It's All there. Right, there it is. <laughs> Shit is there, son. Pods of the Episode Dark. Episode three. We're, we're talking about recording four and five this week, or four and seven. They're oh, not going to be wait. necessarily in order. Wait. What four and seven? Are you Tarantinoing this where it's nonlinear storytelling? Just depends on what you read first. What about Swamp Thing? Would he have been a good Starfleet captain? No, he'd be bad. Uh Wolfman. No, bad. Uh Dracula. 
Bad. The Mummy? Bad. What about Dr. Manhattan? I gotta pee. Okay. Speaking of blue penises, Dr. Manhattan. Anyway, Dollar Month gets to the show that they recorded, plus you get access to things behind the paywall. The big thing right now, Popular Tower, episode three is out. So if you haven't done it yet, you can get episodes one, two, and three. Apparently they come out out of sequence. I, I gotta tell you, I finished this one because I didn't want to hear any more sass. Well, see, I'm just helping move <laughs> the project along. So again, patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. You can also interact with the show by emailing us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Get your friends to listen to the show. And you can also interact with us on social media. Just look up Zach at Editors Note Comics. Yeah, I've lost a couple followers this week because of the tweet limits. Oh, well, there you go. About, you know. People don't want you to be their 600th tweet. I lost about 1%. So you're down to 99 followers? Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, You're there. At Junior Rich. Uh, Next week, what we're doing. What are we doing next week? Oh, I know what we're doing. (laughs) Don't look apprehensive. Uh, We're going to do the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but the episode, because we were talking Indiana Jones. Oh, you want to do the one where he plays the saxophone and. The one where Harrison Ford comes back, baby. We're doing. We're going to talk that one episode Harrison Ford returned to Indiana Jones in the 90s, where he had a big beard because he was filming The Fugitive. One one year we should do a movie review of Independence Day. I don't want to. Uh, we'll be back next week for why not young Indiana Jones right. Harrison Ford playing a saxophone. Whatever edition. you have. Uh, Today is our Independence Day. Yeah. Okay. You have no fun. I'm back, boys. All right. Oh, God, not for him. No. Leaving. Bye.